Leviticus chapter 4, verse 1. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, to speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If any one shall sin through error in any of the things which the Lord hath commanded not to be done, and shall do any one of them, three, if the anointed priest shall sin so as to bring guilt on the people, then let him offer for his sin which he hath sinned, a young bullock without blemish unto the Lord for a sin offering. First, in the second verse, it said, generally speaking, if anybody sins. And then it got specific and it said, if the priest sins. So it's going to start out with the sin of the priest and how he should offer. And then I think it'll probably talk about how a regular civilian would do an offering if a regular person sinned who's not a priest. Because you know how the Bible always starts general and then it gets specific which is because God is a really great communicator and he makes sure that the way he's written it will be clear and perfectly understood. If the priest sins, he has to offer a young bullock, which is a steer, without blemish unto the Lord for a sin offering. This is the fourth type of offering that Leviticus is mentioning, and this is the sin offering that pays the price for our sin. Remember, we covered the burnt offering, which means we're dedicated to God, the meal offering, which means we're thankful, and we covered the fellowship or the peace offering, which is a communal offering because the people eat it together. So it's kind of celebratory, and it helps God's people to practice being a family. Now we're going to talk about the sin offering, which is in a way the most important because we have to be forgiven or we will not enter the kingdom of God. For, and he shall bring the bullock unto the door of the tent of meeting before the Lord, and he shall lay his hand upon the head of the bullock and kill the bullock before the Lord. Now this is talking about the priest making an offering for his own sin. And when he lays his hand on the bullock, which is the steer, his sin is imparted into the innocent animal, and the animal becomes the blame even though the animal did nothing wrong. And this is what happened with Jesus on the cross. Jesus never sinned. He never became a sinner. But the blame of our sin was imparted on him, and he carried the burden of it. 5. And the anointed priest shall take of the blood of the bullock and bring it to the tent of meeting. This is the priest that's been anointed with the oil of the Holy Spirit. He's probably assisting the priest who's brought the offering for his sin. 6. And the priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle of the blood seven times before the Lord in front of the veil of the sanctuary. The veil of the sanctuary is the veil that stands between the perfume table and the Ark of the Covenant or the Ark of the Testimony. And so he's going to sprinkle blood seven times before that veil. The animal's blood gets drained into a basin. Then the anointed priest, which is the acting priest who's serving, takes that blood into the sanctuary inside the tabernacle and then sprinkles it at the veil. The veil separates us from God symbolically. Only the blood of Jesus can give us access to the Father. The priest sprinkles that blood on the veil to symbolize that we are going to gain access to the Father because our sins will be forgiven. And seven is God's number of completion. Seven, and the priest shall put of the blood upon the horns of the altar of sweet incense before the Lord, which is in the tent of meeting, and all the remaining blood of the bullock shall be poured out at the base of the altar of burnt offering, which is at the door of the tent of meeting. After he sprinkles seven times at the veil, then he's going to still dip in with his finger and touch each of the four horns that are on the four corners 
of the perfume table where the incense and the perfume is burnt. Then he's going to carry the rest of the basin of blood back outside of the tabernacle into the courtyard and pour it at the base of the altar that is in the courtyard. Eight, and all the fat of the bullock of the sin offering he shall take off from it, the fat that covereth the inwards and all the fat that is upon the inwards. So he's going to take the fat out of the animal. The animal's already dead, and now it's being butchered, and the fat is taken out. 9. And the two kidneys, and the fat that is upon them, which is by the loins, and the lobe above the liver, which he shall take away by the kidneys. All of this is being taken out. 10. As it is taken off from the ox of the sacrifice of peace offerings, and the priest shall make them smoke upon the altar of burnt offering. It's taken off in the same fashion that you would take it off when you're doing a peace offering. It becomes smoke on the altar. It's burnt completely. 11. But the skin of the bullock and all its flesh, with its head and with its legs and its inwards and its dung, its poop. 12. Even the whole bullock shall he carry forth without the camp unto a clean place where the ashes are poured out and burn it on wood with fire where the ashes are poured out shall it be burnt. This sin offering is burnt outside the camp. Jesus was crucified outside of Jerusalem. That shows spiritually that he was really too good for this world. He was so perfect that he was sacrificed outside the city. And that's why the bullock is sacrificed outside the camp. Because Jesus, when he died on the cross, he died as a sin offering. 13. And if the whole congregation of Israel shall err, the thing being hid from the eyes of the assembly, and do any of the things which the Lord hath commanded not to be done, and are guilty. 14. When the sin wherein they have sinned is known, then the assembly shall offer a young bullock for a sin offering, and bring it before the tent of meeting. You can sin in ignorance without knowing that you're sinning. And people do it all the time, and people did it in the Old Testament. They would not know that they were sinning sometimes. They were doing something that God says is evil, but they hadn't heard the law yet. This actually happened, I think, in King Hezekiah's time. The law hadn't been read to the people in a long time, and they were rebuilding the temple and cleaning things out, and they found the book of the law, and they read it before the king, and he was really upset because he realized they had been sinning for years. And then he had it read before the people, and they were all upset because they realized they had been sinning, and they had to offer sacrifices. Now, this happens to you and I sometimes, too, because before we get saved or before we read the Bible, we may do something on a daily basis that God considers sin, but we don't even know it's wrong. Like a lot of people who have never read the Bible, they watch rated R movies or they fornicate or something like that and they think it's just natural. Some people don't think it's a sin to smoke a cigarette. Some people, they're ignorant. They don't know any better because they've never heard God's law. They've never learned the gospel. They still have a conscience, so they know they're not supposed to kill people and stuff like that. And they're not supposed to be mean. But they'll still end up doing a whole lot of things that they really don't know are wrong. But anyway, once God makes you aware of your sin by the Holy Spirit telling you that you're sinning, which often happens after people get saved, they instantly become aware of all these things that they've been doing that were wrong. At that point, you have to make good with God. So once the people realize they're sinning, they have to do the sacrifice. You know, a lot of people after they get saved, then all of a sudden they realize the Holy Spirit says, hey, I want you to throw those books away. I want you to throw that music away. I want you to throw those movies away. I want you to throw those clothes away. Once we become aware, then we, we do have to repent. 
15. And the elders of the congregation shall lay their hands upon the head of the bullock before the Lord, and the bullock shall be killed before the Lord. This is when the people realize they're guilty, but they didn't know it before. The leaders of the people will lay their hands on the animal to symbolize that the sins of all the people are going into that animal. Because obviously you can't have a thousand people put their hands on an animal at the same time. That would be impossible. So it's only the leaders. 16. And the anointed priest shall bring of the blood of the bullock to the tent of meeting. 17. And the priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord in front of the veil. The priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord in front of the veil. And 18. He shall put of the blood upon the horns of the altar which is before the Lord that is in the tent of meeting. And all the remaining blood shall he pour out at the base of the altar of burnt offering which is at the door of the tent of meeting. When the people sin also the priest has to put blood on the horns of the perfume altar inside the tabernacle. And then he dumps the rest of the blood from the basin in the trough at the bottom of the altar, the animal sacrifice altar that's in the courtyard. 19. And all the fat thereof shall he take off from it and make it smoke upon the altar. 20. Thus shall he do with the bullock as he did with a bullock of the sin offering, so shall he do with this. And the priest shall make atonement for them and they shall be forgiven. 21. And he shall carry forth the bullock without the camp, and burn it as he burned the first bullock. It is the sin offering for the assembly. With a sin offering, the insides of the animal are burned on the altar in the courtyard, but the outside of the animal, the skin, the meat, the bones, and the head are all taken outside the camp and burnt outside the camp. 22. When a ruler sinneth and doeth through error, any one of all the things which the Lord his God hath commanded not to be done, and is guilty. 23. If his sin, wherein he hath sinned, be known to him, he shall bring for his offering a goat, a male without blemish. If the ruler, which would be a judge, or a king, or somebody like Moses, who's a ruler over Israel, then he will have to offer a goat. And there was a time where King David sinned, and he had to offer an offering before the Lord. He would have offered this goat. 24. And he shall lay his hand upon the head of the goat and kill it in the place where they kill the burnt offering before the Lord. It is a sin offering, and that place is the door of the tabernacle. 25. And the priest shall take of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it upon the horns of the altar of burnt offering, and the remaining blood thereof shall he pour out at the base of the altar of burnt offering. So the same thing. It's going to go on the horns of the altar of the burnt offering. It's not going to get sprinkled before the veil. It's just going to get put on the horns of the big altar that's in the courtyard. And then the remaining blood is poured into the trough at the base. 26. And all the fat thereof shall he make smoke upon the altar as the fat of the sacrifice of peace offerings. And the priest shall make atonement for him as concerning his sin, and he shall be forgiven. With the peace offerings, they burn the fat and the innards, and then the people eat the meat. They cook the meat for themselves and eat it. They don't eat it raw. With the sin offering, they burn the fat and the innards just like with the fellowship offering. But instead of cooking the meat for themselves and eating the meat, they take all the meat outside of the camp and burn that completely for the Lord. 
27, And if any one of the common people sin through error in doing any of the things which the Lord hath commanded not to be done, and be guilty, 28, If his sin which he hath sinned be known to him, then he shall bring for his offering a goat, a female without blemish, for his sin which he hath sinned. If it's a common person, a civilian, then he brings a female goat. Now goats are less expensive than sheep because sheep are more expensive to take care of. Because sheep can only eat good pasture land and goats can literally eat anything. So you don't have to find good pasture land for goats. They're a lot more resilient. They're a lot easier to take care of, cheaper to take care of. 29. And he shall lay his hand upon the head of the sin offering and kill the sin offering in the place of burnt offering. So this is a female goat that a common man is bringing for his sin. 30. And the priest shall take of the blood thereof with his finger, and put it upon the horns of the altar of burnt offering, and all the remaining blood thereof shall he pour out at the base of the altar. If the priest sins, or if the people sin in ignorance, then the blood goes on the horns of the perfume altar inside the sanctuary. But if a leader or a common man sins, and it's not in ignorance, then the blood goes on the horns of the big altar that's in the courtyard. 31. And all the fat thereof shall he take away, as the fat is taken away from off the sacrifice of peace offerings. And the priest shall make it smoke upon the altar for a sweet savor unto the Lord. And the priest shall make atonement for him, and he shall be forgiven. Atonement is when we get forgiven of our sin. Atonement means sprinkling the blood in a literal sense. And that means that your sins are covered or forgiven. 32. And if he bring a lamb as his offering for a sin offering, he shall bring it a female without blemish. If he has more money and he can bring a lamb, it still has to be a female. If it's a common person who sinned, they will bring a female because it's the female who gives birth to a whole bunch of more sheep. So it could be a more expensive offering. Since you gave a sin, you need to get rid of one of your females. 33. And he shall lay his hand upon the head of the sin offering and kill it for a sin offering in the place where they killed the burnt offering. That's still in front of the tabernacle door. And he still is putting his hand on the animal so that his sin is transferred into that animal, spiritually speaking. 34. And the priest shall take of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it upon the horns of the altar of burnt offering and all the remaining blood thereof shall he pour out at the base of the altar. 35. And all the fat thereof shall he take away, as the fat of the lamb is taken away from the sacrifice of peace offerings. And that means in the same manner that they take the fat away in the peace offerings. And the priest shall make them smoke on the altar upon the offerings of the Lord made by fire. And the priest shall make atonement for him as touching his sin, that he hath sinned, and he shall be forgiven. And that concludes Leviticus chapter 4.